This is the Culture Punch Podcast. I'm Wall Street, and this is going to be UFC 232 Initial Reaction. All right, so as you heard, this is going to be the initial reaction for 232. I just finished watching it. Um, I'm, I, I, unbelievable. Unbelievable what we just watched. Let's start with the main event. That wasn't the one that surprised me, but let's start there. Now, Gustafson Jones 2, or Jones Gustafson 2, the first one was a very entertaining fight, very controversial for many fans. A lot of people had it that Gustafson had won, that Jones did enough with those later rounds. You know, whatever the case was, we got part two. And it, I mean, it didn't disappoint, but let me give you my opinion. In my eyes, Gustafson never had a chance. And that's only because it's Johnny Bones we're talking about. He's been away from the game. I understand that. But at the same time, this man and what he has been able to do and how he dominated while he was constantly and consistently fighting is something we have to talk about. Now, in Gustafson's case, you had leading up to the fight, everyone was saying Gustafson's a different fighter. He's, he's evolved. He's a better fighter. But we all know, as true fans, we all know that once you get knocked out that first time, that chin starts to go a little bit. Gustafson's been in a couple of fights, uh, a couple of battles, I should say, since the Johnny Bones fight. Not to mention that was that was Gustafson's first five round fight was against John Bones. After that, he had two other ones. So you could say that, you know, he was in, as far as cardio, he was a little bit more prepared for it. But let me go back to what I said earlier. Everyone knows, as a true fan, that once you get knocked out that first time, just that first time, it's a it's different ball game after that. In his case, he got knocked out. Well, he 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 had his jaw tested against John, and then following that, he you know he he just constantly was taking punches. If you go back to the first fight, in my opinion, that was Gustafson's best chance to beat Johnny Bones Jones. He couldn't do it. Now, fast forward to 2018, and I said there was no way he's winning that fight. Absolutely no way. I don't know why we remove the credit that's due to Johnny Bones. So what? He's been gone almost two years. I think it was like 17 or 18 months. So so what that he hasn't fought consistently for four years? Are you guys paying attention? Do you know who this man is? Do you know how dominant he was in the time that he was there in the UFC consistently fighting. There's no one even close to what he does. Now, I know he has a lot of issues outside of the UFC, outside the octagon, and you know he's had his hiccups. Okay, let's move forward. We're talking about right now. We're talking about Johnny Bones 2018 going into 2019, the face of the light heavyweight division once again leading into the 2019 just signed with ESPN, where they're starting in 2019. What a way to roll into the new year. You get your arguably the best light heavyweight champion of all time to hold that title again and take you into the 2019 year, into a new contract with ESPN. Your premier 
channel broadcaster in sports. That's huge, huge. And in Johnny's case, the possibilities of everything now is endless for him. As long as we don't hear anything coming out, the post fight on a drug test, I think this is a good thing for UFC. This is a great thing for Johnny Bones. And this is a good thing for ESPN. If they test him and he comes up dirty for the same for the same substance, I think you make it a point to let everyone know, the public know, that it was the same, the same thing. Don't take that from him. They were already doing it leading up to the fight. They had to move it to the forum in Inglewood, California. Don't do that. Give this man the respect that he deserves. Now, going back to it, at the end of the fight, he calls out Daniel Cormier. He says there's a guy calling himself the champ champ. You know, hinting that's who he wants to fight next. But here's the kicker. He doesn't say, I want to fight. I'm going to move up and fight you. He doesn't say that. What he says is, come get your belt back. Daddy's home. Come get your belt back. So he's challenging Daniel to come drop back down to 205 and fight him for the belt. Now, I love DC. But let's, let's, let's talk about one thing really quickly. If Johnny Bones moves up to heavyweight and fights DC and beats DC, not only would he have beaten him at 205, but now in the heavyweight division. What does this do for not only Cormier's legacy? Because you've got to respect what he's done in the octagon. He's pretty much consistently fought three times a year. I believe, for the last couple of years. He's definitely a fighting champ. But what does that do to his legacy? And second question is, what does it do to this the, the mind state of DC? He knows he can't get over that hump of um, Johnny Bones. What does that do? What, does he retire? Does he try to come back? What does he do? I know they talk about the Brock Lesnar fight, and Brock Lesnar's getting clean. I, I'm believing that's why he's still in the WWE. His body looks different. We know that. So maybe he's getting clean for that fight. We'll see. It'd be interesting. But if he's still dirty, Johnny Bones, Cormier, I think they should do it. I think they should do it at heavyweight, though. Not light heavyweight. I don't want to see that. I don't know of anyone who'd want to see that. It was pretty clear who won the first two. So let's do it at heavyweight. Now, moving on. Now, this was the one for me. This was the, the co-main event. Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg. We know how good Amanda Nunez is. And if you didn't, I hope you do now. But we also knew how powerful and how dominant Cyborg has been. I'll be the first to say I had Cyborg winning this match. I didn't. There's no way I thought that Amanda would win. I knew what Amanda was capable of, but I thought there was no way. Amanda didn't look in shape, and that's because she had to go up and wait, right? She wasn't, like, she didn't look fat by any means. She just didn't look in shape. She was usually pretty pretty lean, and <laughs> the body, don't let that fool you. She was still quick. She was agile. She was pinpoint with her strikes. I mean, just very technical. It was just gorgeous. I have never seen Cyborg. The world has never seen Cyborg like that. First time ever getting knocked out. Credit goes to Amanda Nunez. Double champ. She's in good company. Only Connor and DC have done that. Not only is she the first female, but she's one of three. Now, again, I always mention off mic, 
BJ Penn did it, right? But at that time, you weren't allowed to hold two belts. If you were going to move up, you had to relinquish. Now they're allowing it for, you know, for the time being. But let's give credit where credit is due. And she deserves all the credit. For people, if you guys didn't watch and you guys hear this, I don't want to ruin anything, but, you know, I'll tell you right now, spoiler alert, because this is more geared towards people who actually saw the the pay-per-view. 51 seconds is all it took for Amanda to destroy Cyborg. And it started with the front leg kick. I'm sorry, a kick to uh, her leg that stumbled Cyborg and Cyborg moved forward from there. And Amanda, she pushed a little bit, but she was also smart. She would back up when she needed to. And she was very, she was counter punching at that point, but she was very technical. Caught Cyborg after standing against the cage or near the cage and just standing in front of their banging, catches her with a right, drops her. Cyborg at this point gets back up immediately, instantly, sits there, tries to, tries to box for whatever reason. She catches her again. Amanda Nunez catches Cyborg again. And just from that point on, just consistently catches Cyborg. And, um, I mean, it just, it was constant and she kept getting up and she tried taking her down at one point and she just kept catching her and dropping her. And that was it. She overhand, right? Knocked her out cold. I mean, Cyborg immediately hit the ground with her face. There was no, there was, there was no, uh, stopping the fall for lack of a better word. Her face took that impact. Now, um, that was the one that shocked me. I mean, I had chills going down my back. I was like, man, it is a bad woman right here in Amanda Nunez. I don't know where, what she plans to do. If she plans to stay at, at 145 or drop back down to 135, but I will say this. Shevchenko Nunez 2, I think, needs to, be, needs to happen. Everyone's calling for Cyborg and, and Nunez 2. I don't see it. It wasn't a close fight it, by any means. Amanda destroyed her. There's no need for that. I would much rather see Shevchenko because Shevchenko, in my eye, I thought she won the fight. And so now Shevchenko holds the 115 belt or 125 belt, I'm sorry. And I think at 135 would be a perfect opportunity for Shevchenko to move up and try to get that and try to get that belt. So again, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm excited for 2019 in the UFC to see what happens. We've got Johnny Bones back. We've got Amanda Nunez double champ. Uh, first female double champ. God bless her. She is a great champion. I really love that woman. And, um, you know, you had BJ Penn who was submitted by a, a beautiful heel lock um, or a heel hook. I'm sorry. Um, a couple of, uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, Kat Zingano uh, lost, unfortunately, got kicked in the face. And it was a toe poke in the eye, but they couldn't stop it. So, you know, um, she ended up losing. She got attacked. She ended up losing. Um Chad Mendes gassed out again and got knocked out, got stopped. And uh, what else we got? Uh, we had Latifi and Corey Anderson, which Corey Anderson was bouncing back. I thought Latifi was going to win this one. Corey Anderson won by decision. That was very shocking. He was 10 ranked and Latifi was five ranked. Uh, then you had Carlos Conduit coming, fighting uh, against Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa moving up from 155 to 170. Carlos Conduit to me, man, I love that guy. That guy is amazing he is a good fighter the things that he's done the only thing about that is uh 
I think it's time. He, it, when, watching him the last couple years, I know he has very minimal fights. He seems very predictable. Him and Holly both, it's punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. And that wasn't going to cut it. Michael Chiesa was a beautiful Kimura. And it was a one-handed Kimura that, you know, I think hyperextended the elbow or the shoulder and uh, made him tap. It was gorgeous. Um, so that was your your main card. Good fight. I'm just, I'm still so blown away by everything. I cannot believe what <laughs> what, what transpired. Um, again, I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know what they're planning on doing, but I'm excited for 2019. ESPN, I believe, is going to take UFC to that next level. So good for them. Fox Sports 1, um, I thought they did a good job. They did announce, though, that Fox was going to be I uh, I think for PBC, I, uh, I think I heard that correctly. They were going to be showing that on Fox. So we'll see what they do with boxing. I know they had a whole ad with Jamie, Jamie Fox, and I should have probably paid more attention to that. I was more involved with uh, what was going on with my son and, and trying to put him to bed right before his commercial. So like this is a perfect opportunity for me to go. Anyway, love to think, love to hear what you guys think. Um, you know, I plug everything at the end as far as the Twitter, the Facebook, um, the uh, the Instagram. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts, which would be Google Music. We're still on Spotify. Culture Punch Podcast or the Culture Punch Podcast uh, is pretty much universal for all our all our social media stuff. So let us know uh, what you guys thought, uh, what you guys are interested in. Really excited to bring you guys more content. We're excited about 2019. Um, have some, I'm going to be introducing special guests in this upcoming year. And, uh, it's going to be focused around a lot of different things. A lot of local practices that I believe might be good starters for people. If they have questions about certain things and, and stuff like that, I have a lot of friends that, um, have a very diverse background and I think the knowledge that they bring is going to be something interesting. So, uh, look out for that. Really excited. UFC 232 recap, minds blown. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Thanks. On behalf of the Culture Punch Podcast team, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Go check us out on social media, Facebook at Culture Punch Podcast, Twitter at Culture underscore Punch, Instagram at Culture Punch Podcast. Give us your feedback, your thoughts, what you want to listen to. Give us a follow, a like. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. 